And welcome back to another episode of the Snares. It's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we are here to talk about some interesting notes that have been happening in the gaming world. Specifically, uh, and most importantly, the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal. And the recent news about um, one PlayStation uh, CEO and uh, their stance on it. Uh, yeah, um, I think we've talked a little bit about the, uh, Activision, Blizzard, uh, Microsoft merger, mm -hmm. uh, in the past episode, you can go look on that for, like, the whole, um, you know, shebang on that, but just to, for a brief recap, yeah, last year, uh, I believe it was last year, Microsoft was, uh, in the process of buying Activision Blizzard for an insane amount of money. Essentially, like the biggest acquisition in the gaming industry, right? It's it's on the levels of when Disney bought 20th Century Fox a couple years back, you know. So, yeah, it's it's a titanic deal in the landscape of gaming because it would pretty much put uh, franchises like Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and even like their mobile gaming department from Activision, uh, like Candy Crush. And all those games under the Microsoft umbrella. And uh, it has gone in, it's been going through a little bit of uh, legal processes at the moment because obviously the uh, Federal Trade Commission, um, the FTC, which is like the US, so a US uh, commission that like monitors like all these sort of companies and like uh, tries to make sure that no company gets too big becomes a monopoly kind of thing and that's what they're sort of been looking at for the past uh, couple months of just like hey is this deal making microsoft a monopoly you know mm -hmm. kind of thing and uh, you know it's led to a bit of debate and i think as well it's also being looked at in terms of the european uh side of things yeah. as well in terms of that sort of like commissions of like hey listen we want to make sure that this doesn't become like you haven't reached the monopoly point because that was kind of the thing with the Disney Fox merger thing. Yeah. Because Disney ended up just buying their movie studios and all that stuff. Like Fox, just just, just their entertainment business. Parts. Yeah, entertainment stuff. Because at the end of the day, uh, the Fox Fox is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, like they still like have new stuff and sports. You know. So, like, clearly, like, Disney was acknowledging, yeah, we, we're not going to buy, we're just going to buy all the entertainment stuff. We're not going to buy the sports stuff because we already own ESPN stuff. So, mm -hmm. if we bought Fox Sports, that would be, you know, that would be kind of, you know, a monopoly. So, that's why, so Disney just settled on just all the entertainment stuff. And, uh, I mean, obviously, we're seeing a similar thing here with the Microsoft and the Activision Blizzard thing. Because, on the one hand, um, I guess it's a bit more of an interesting like trying to decipher how they're gonna do how how they'll perceive it as like is it truly a monopoly kind of thing yeah because i think some of the uh interesting notes that have been brought up is that microsoft has been sort of saying you know like i think the big thing is that like we're more focusing on the mobile aspect gaming stuff mm -hmm. like that's sort of where our, our key like reasoning as to buying Activision Blizzard out, yeah. Is. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, like we've seen it before with the the Bethesda buyout, right? Like Microsoft has shown that they are willing to uh, one allow some of these games to be multi platform. Um, heck, uh, what was it? Deathloop, which was made by like Bethesda. Mm -hmm. There was originally a Sony exclusive, and then it became multi plat. Yeah, but they still, you know, let it be mm -hmm. Sony exclusive. They went in just like halfway through that. It's like, no, we got to release it on Xbox now. Mm -hmm. They let they let it have like a, what six months of exclusivity or whatever, and then they ported it to the other systems. Like a year, probably a year, because that's usually how it works with some of these sort of exclusive deals, mm -hmm. right? With uh, third party publishers. Um, but yeah, no, obviously the biggest thing out of it all is, um, you know, Call of Duty. You know, big. One of the biggest franchises in gaming, the big money maker. No matter like like no matter how bad a Call of Duty game is, it still makes money. 
Yeah, like even um, what was it? Uh, Infinite Warfare. You know, if you remember that controversy, like, oh, this is just people were hating it because it was too like way off from the Call of Duty. You know, it was mm-hmm. involving space stuff and whatever. Like, and they had like I think I think it had the most dislikes on YouTube until the <laughs> the Ghostbusters trailer from 2016. It was one of those two had like the most dislikes. Yeah, yeah it was one of those two. Uh, at one at one time. But, yeah, like, uh, even then, like, it made, it still made money, but not as much as all the other Call of Duties, and I think it sort of, like, started the trend of, like, Call of Duty going, sort of, going back to formula with a lot mm-hmm. of games, right? Like, they're going back to Modern Warfare, doing back, going back to, like, World War Two stuff, you know, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, obviously the main thing is that, hey, these games make money, and it could be entirely possible that Xbox, might, you know, Microsoft might make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, that doesn't seem like it's happened for... I, when we look at, like, the Bethesda stuff, I think out of all the games, out of all the big games that Bethesda has announced over the years, the only one that we know is going to be purely exclusive so far is probably Starfield, right? Yeah, and that reason got pushed back because they're, they're working a lot more on it. Yeah, but I think they've even said like the uh, next Elder Scrolls game will be cross-platform. Mm-hmm. So it's clear to see that like at least from like past uh decisions that you could argue that Microsoft or at least Microsoft could argue in courts that like mm-hmm. hey listen, we've already bought like uh studios and stuff before, but we've allowed them to be cross-platform and all that stuff. You know, we, you know, we allow that stuff to happen, all right? We're not going to just fully, you know, like, close these games off that have, like, years of being, like, multi-platform games, you know? Mm-hmm. But obviously, Sony's um, big thing is still just, hey, um, we don't like this. that You, you bought up a, a major third-party uh, publisher and developer yeah, with the possibility of potentially uh locking us out of those games we we don't like that (laughs) which is fair enough yeah it's completely uh understandable obviously nintendo has no uh qualms with any of this because they're just nintendo um but it does come with the i think the big thing recently with the uh is that there have been reports of if the deal goes down like if once the deal is finalized basically Mm. uh that Xbox was going to uh, do a 10-year deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty games to the Nintendo Switch or any Nintendo console, really. Mm. You know, because it wasn't the idea that they're they're thinking about um, bringing an aspect of that into. I keep hearing rumors of it, whether it be Game Pass or something else, but it was some. That's been like a rumor for like so long, like. Yeah. The idea of putting Game Pass on the Switch. Yeah. Because the Switch does have, like, cloud gaming capacities. Like, I'm pretty sure there's at least a couple of games that do, like, this whole cloud gaming thing on the Switch. I think Kingdom Hearts is probably one of the ones, like, off the top of my head. I think you're right. I think that's either, right. Yeah, because, you know, like, there's only so much storage a Nintendo uh, Switch cartridge can hold. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Because I know for a fact, like, and for some games, you have to, like, oh, you put the cartridge in, but then you have to download some of the rest of it from the internet. Because that's how big some of these games are, you know. And some developers can't really... Because the Nintendo obviously can able, is able to, like, fit all their games into one cartridge. Yeah. But sometimes you got to have, like, those extra downloads or whatever. Like, I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure Bayonetta 2 was, uh, like, download only at one point. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, you know, um, so the idea has always been around that, like, hey, since Microsoft and Xbox have been really pushing Game Pass and it's been really making a lot of money for them, that, yeah, it would be kind of neat to, um, it would be an interesting idea to put Game Pass on the Switch, get a new avenue in, because you already have, like, Minecraft on the uh, Nintendo Switch, and you can, I think link your xbox account like you can sign with an xbox a live account onto switch through minecraft or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah so like i think that's the that's what sparked the idea of like okay so since there's an infrastructure for that would it be possible for like uh 
Xbox to put like a Game Pass app on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a very interesting idea. I don't, I, I don't know how much sway that rumor has anymore. Cause it's been like a couple years. Yeah, no, it has. But like to to to, to go back on point, mm-hmm. the idea of putting like a Call of Duty on Switch is like a really cool idea, really awesome. Um, but again, that mostly will go to Microsoft rather than like everyone else. Right, because it's a you know they're making a deal out of it, mm-hmm. which I think they'll get more, you know, president than than anyone else, especially since they they'll be the ones to own Activision. Right, you know, like and also as well, like I mean, I'm pretty sure the last Call of Duty game on Switch was Ghosts back mm-hmm. in 2012, and even then that was on the Wii U. And I think it's it's mostly because um, for a while now, uh, well, at least back in the Wii U days. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of third-party uh, developers publish games on the Switch. Uh, not Switch, on <laughs> the Wii U. But because of the Wii U tablet, like, a lot of them were trying to, like... Essentially, had to make a different version of the game. Try yeah. To incorporate that tablet. Sometimes it's just a map or whatever. But eventually, it just got too, too, too difficult or maybe just too much of a hassle for some developers. So, they just stopped mm. developing on the Wii U. And uh, I think... Well, that is necessarily not true for the Switch anymore because the Switch has that ability to be... It's more like its whole gimmick is to be played in handheld but also play on the TV, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So we have seen, like, you know, developers being able to, like, put sort of games like Madden or FIFA and all those stuff. Like, the big, Mm -hmm. like, multi-platform games back on Switch and stuff. But Call of Duty hasn't been one of those. but But obviously it's because graphically like the call of duty games have gotten like way way too high and the switch can only run so much yeah I mean, like the well what was the game that really pushed the graphics on on the switch would it would just probably not breath of the wild right i mean it, i would say like games like breath of the wild heck the new zelda game mm-hmm. um uh Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is, uh, I think, probably also going to be pushing the the Switch hardware because the thing is, is that mm-hmm. the Nintendo Switch is a uh, hardware is like it's probably close to like a PS3, Xbox 360 kind of machine. Yeah, that's why we see a lot of uh, like older games being ported onto the Switch because it can run those kind of games. Yeah, you know, but uh, to you know to go back onto it, um, yeah, like. You know, you can't run, like, a lot of modern Call of Duty games because, obviously, they've gotten, like, increased size in terms of installation and also because graphically, you know, mm-hmm. like, you have to be, you have to, like, do some, like, wizardry, technical wizardry to get some games to run on Switch. Like, it's actually it's actually kind of crazy that uh, Doom, I think, 2016 and Doom Eternal can run on the Switch at, like, a constant 60 frames per second. But it has to take some graphical hits, and I think um, I, I'm not. No, it's not Elite Noir. I'm thinking about something else. Which, like, there's been other games that have been ported onto the Switch that are like very uh, graphically intensive. Oh, Witcher! It's, it was Witcher. I was gonna say Mortal Kombat 11 as well. Yeah, like Witcher 3 got ported onto the Switch, and it's like they had to try really hard to make sure it's, like, a constant frame rate. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell it's not, like, the best-looking version of the Witcher games, but, like, it is astounding. It's astonishing how well it can run on the Switch. Yeah. Like, that's how much effort you have to put on, like, trying to bring these, like, graphically intense games and have them run on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, for, like, a game... For a company like Activision Blizzard, who makes Call of Duty games every year... Uh, they don't want any of their studios to pretty much devote extra time on trying to downgrade that game to make it work. And it's not like um, they you can make something that is like graphically impressive that is able to run that much on the Switch. There, there have been like we know obviously we mentioned a couple of games, but there's also mm-hmm. like recently with Capcom and their um, RE engine where it's the same engine that you would find in almost any other 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 games, and they're able to run through. Like Monster Hunter was a rise or Monster Hunter Rise, yeah, that was the one that started on the Switch, mm-hmm. and then it got ported to consoles, yeah, they, yeah. And it's they just like upped it up because the, the yeah way the RE engine is it's that it's able to do a lot of things 
and run very smooth no matter what it's given. Like look at any of the other games that were recently released with the RE engine from Capcom. That those, those look amazing. Mm-hmm. Even on like high end consoles, uh, PCs, even on the Switch, it still looks awesome. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing too is that you need the uh, a solid gaming, you know, like a uh, engine. You know, mm-hmm. like I think um, probably like the Unreal engines probably need more like um develop like develop a knowledge with the the switch mm. you know they need yeah. to like really sort of hone that stuff down in order to make some of that stuff work mm. but yeah you are right like game engines are like part of the reason why some of these games don't come to switch because it's just like those game engines are too like they're too powerful for the switch you know <laughs> yeah and it's very hard to have them downgraded themselves mm. while i think like you said the re engine was sort of designed to be all purpose and like able to go up and down and all you need to do is up red stuff and mm-hmm. it still like looks good um but yeah you know and the thing about like just to get back on topic you know the whole 10-year deal with nintendo for call of duty games and other things i think as well is that it is also was offered to uh sony and playstation mm-hmm. however um obviously they're i think while nintendo's been sort of like amical to it you know like yeah we're, we're okay with that mm-hmm the Sony and PlayStation side has been like, no. <laughs> yeah. A hard, like, no. Yeah. And we, did they ever say the reason for that? I can't remember why. I don't know off the top of my head. I might have to look this up real soon, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, I think it's simply because of the idea of, like, well, we don't. We don't support you buying the uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, this is a not a good deal kind of thing, you know? Like, one of those, like... It'll hurt everyone else aside from us. Well, yeah, kind of. Like, we don't feel like this is even a remotely cool deal kind of mm. thing. You know? So... That is... Uh... I think that in that sort of deal leads into the I think the recent comments by uh, the uh, Sony and sorry not Sony uh, PlayStation CEO. Oh, uh, Jim Ryan. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you can go on. Yeah, no, I was gonna say because uh, apparently there was a conversation between him and uh, the one of the higher ups from uh, for Activision Blizzard kind of th- uh, group. I think her name is Lulu Chang Miserve. I probably butchered that name at some point. Um, I, um, yeah, no, you can go on. No, yeah, so, it was supposed to be, like, a a closed uh, discussion, but at some point, she was, like, she had to, like, you know, say her stance on it, and it basically boiled down to, like, he, he doesn't want to buy, he just wants to stop the merger, as in, like, I don't want to do any of that, I just don't want them to hone you guys. Yeah, like, I think... And the thing about it is that these are, this is from a, this is a, what she said kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, like as far as Sony and Jim Ryan and PlayStation, uh, they haven't confirmed or deny his statements. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know if this is what he actually said, but cause it was like a closed door, like discussion, mm-hmm. uh, between the various, uh, people involved in the sort of merger talks and all that stuff. And yeah, I think uh, her direct quote of him was, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. The, yes, those are the exact words. I was looking for those too. But yes, that that is essentially what um, it boiled down to, really. It's just that he doesn't want the deal. And it mostly comes down to, like, trying to make sure, sh- trying not to lose the competition, basically. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's it's highlighting, you know, one of the biggest aspects of this whole merger is that, you know, like Sony mm-hmm. and PlayStation, you know, by default, uh, obviously have been against the Microsoft merger with Activision Blizzard, because um, mm-hmm. uh, you know their whole stance is like it's going to hurt the uh, the you know our gaming industry, and you know you know, her competition, you know, like Sony is definitely like one of the big runners of like, Hey, this is monopoly. We have to stop it kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, uh, I think another interesting thing that have been supposedly uh, been said, or rather that have been like starting to, starting to pop up, is that Sony has started to feel... I mean, I don't know if these are true or where they hear this from, but uh, there have been serious Sony people uh, talking about how they feel that Microsoft might potentially gimp Call of Duty releases on PlayStation so that you could pro- you would get a better experience playing on the Xbox. Like, straight up, like, either downgrading the games or just making them run worse on PlayStation mm-hmm. systems than on Xbox systems. Which, I mean, there isn't any, uh, you know, like, <laughs> any proof that Xbox is, gonna, is going to do that. <laughs> going to do that. Um, they, they might be like, you know, they might say something like that, but, this, but we won't know until it actually happens. Right. Because, I mean, in my brain, it's kind of like when someone, it's like... When, because here's the thing, right? Yeah. Sony and Activision have had a long deal with Call of Duty to get exclusive, um, like items and DLC and various other things. Yeah, they would be the first ones to get stuff. Yeah, and sometimes they'd be the only ones to get stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, heck, this isn't even uh stay with Call of Duty. It was happening with Destiny. Destiny, Avengers. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, like and, and other others like sub other kind of games in different genres too. Yeah, like I mean, with the uh, Destiny stuff, like um, there'd be like straight up exclusive missions or exclusive exotic weapons and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which armors I think, and ev- yeah, just, just just the whole galore. Yeah, and it wasn't until I think uh, Bungie left, you know, being partners with Activision, then that a lot of that stuff. I think especially for Destiny two. Mm-hmm. I mean, mainly for Destiny 2, that that stuff, you know, was able to be free for everybody. And then, like you said, uh, the Avengers game, while not being a part of Activision Blizzard, that's a uh, Square Enix thing, they had gotten, an ex- you know, Spider-Man, exclusive yeah. character. And now with uh, the Avengers game potentially going offline, there's no way in hell Xbox players or PC players are ever going to play Spider-Man unless you mod your console. Yeah, or, or or you know, do like and a whole PC way, hack thing. Apparently, he wasn't that good in the game. Well, compared to the Insomniac Spider-Man games, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Like, it's like it's not as fun playing Spider-Man in this game, like in the Spider in the other in you know the actual Spider-Man game. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. On one hand, I get it. Yeah, like I understand that. Like the Spider Insomniac Spider-Man games are freaking cool and awesome, and you you feel like playing Spider-Man. But on the other hand, I I would want it to be a little different because then it's just like. Yeah, I, I would like it to be different a little bit. Yeah, because it's just like, well, I don't want this character to be playing the same in every game I play. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but no, I, yeah. But 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 to the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you would see other games like that of um, Midnight Suns, which recently came out for Marvel, that has Spider Man, but he isn't exclusive to Sony. Yeah, that it's very like odd that it only happens to certain games. Yeah, where Sony will just be like, no, make Spider Man like. It's it's gotten to the point where some people are wrongly assuming that Sony owns just the rights to the Spider-Man character. Yeah. <laughs> when no, Sony only owns the movie rights to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. not the Spider-Man character. So they had to essentially pay for them to make Spider-Man an exclusive thing for them. Yeah, and Sony has the money because Sony, you know, PlayStation has been sort of the leading console for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like towards the end of the PS3, early PS4, uh, throughout. Yeah, PS4 it cycle. was. Yeah, and right now I think it's kind of like a still a little bit PlayStation, but I think I've seen more people just go either Xbox or mainly PC. Yeah, I think it's just sort of the way the land gaming landscape has become. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the idea of Microsoft intentionally gimping uh, the Call of Duty franchise on PlayStation, I, I don't know. It just seems. Like dumb, like, like it seems like such an overreaction kind of thing. Like, I maybe it's just them saying like this could be the worst case scenario. Because mm-hmm. realistically, when it, when I think about like this whole merger thing, mm-hmm. the th- like the main thing I think about is just what 
might happen before because remember like before sony had to deal with activision with the mm-hmm. call of duty stuff you get exclusive maps yeah and whatever stuff that was with xbox mm-hmm. like for the for like the entire 360 era of xbox they had exclusive deals with call of duty to get like dlc maps first and stuff like that mm-hmm. like it's it doesn't make much sense to complain about it when clearly these exclusivity deals between consoles makers have happened before with third parties yeah publishers it's just that now it's sort of like okay well microsoft now straight up is going is trying to own one of the largest third party publishers in the gaming fran- in in gaming industry and you think I know what it is? I think for a lot of people, it's like, uh, it like you can say exclusivity is this and that, but those are always minor, right? They're like minor things that you can just like you can still play Call of Duty at however way it plays mm-hmm. on Xbox or PlayStation, but if you wanted the good shit, you had to get the PlayStation. Right, like it's kind of like bragging, like it's a, it's a weird like uh, sort of like, hey, if you want like all the content, like all like all the cool stuff. Mm. You have to play one version of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, now that they own it, it's like, oh, there's not, there's not going to be any of that, right? Because that's the fear. Like, oh, they're going to make sure, it, you know, it runs better on Xbox. Or everyone goes to on Xbox. And granted, I can see that being, like, a problem. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it should be. One, it shouldn't be like that. I feel like if the develop like especially the way Microsoft is right now with their developers on letting them do their thing kind of mm-hmm. and just being like we'll support you in whatever way we can kind of stuff cuz look look at Psychonauts Psychonauts took forever to come out you know and once they got bought by Microsoft they're like oh we could do a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do but never could right cuz it was a f- crowdfunded game right mm-hmm. uh and then, yeah, obviously being uh, bought by Double Fine being bought by Microsoft, mm. it got them like Microsoft money. So then it's like, yeah, they got to like essentially sort of make the game they always wanted with mm-hmm. all the money because they now have a big the money, the resources, and the help. Yeah. And so I feel like the way Microsoft is kind of promoting themselves and trying to do one, if they actually do what Sony is thinking, it would backfire the fuck out of them. Yeah, yeah, it it's obviously a bad look for Microsoft to just straight up be like doing that to uh to the PlayStation brand because they've already like like I said earlier, like they've already been like sort of very vocal of like making stuff that's already been like previously multi-platform games still be part, you know, coming to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like we know for a fact that the next uh, Elder Scrolls game is coming to PlayStation as well. Like, it's Starfield, you know, is the one that's going to be Xbox exclusive, but then it's like, well, obviously, you think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, let's make the new, big new Bethesda game by Tom Howard, <laughs> Todd Howard. Yeah. <clears throat> with his sweet, dirty lies, you know. Sweet, sweet little lies. Yeah, you know, uh, the Xbox exclusive, you know. Because I think, granted, I think some people would, like, acknowledge that, like, Probably half of the reason why uh, Microsoft has been doing this is that for the longest time, or at least for a while now, uh, the Xbox brand doesn't have a whole lot of like main exclusives for themselves. And granted, I think some of that is just mismanaging IP, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it's like they, you know, Microsoft realized, oh wait, we ha- we're Microsoft. We're one of the richest companies <laughs> in the planet. We could buy whatever we want in theory, and you yeah. know, it's like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I guess we can buy stuff now. <laughs> yeah, to help the Xbox brand because I think like Microsoft is looking at the Xbox brand as like not as like a bad you know not that it, you know it's in trouble but more like we could do a lot more with this than we probably yeah you know should do you know mm-hmm. and like who knows how it'll turn out really in in, in the grand scheme of things right. Yeah, because we could have a situation like the Disney Fox merger, right? Mm-hmm. Where it ends up just being Disney just buying all the entertainment stuff and leaving the rest of Fox to be, you know, on its own. Yeah, and, you know. We could see potentially, like, okay, so maybe Microsoft doesn't buy Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. but they buy, say, the mobile department for Activision Blizzard, like Candy Crush and all that stuff to mm-hmm. bolster. Because to be fair, like, you know. 
the uh, argument that Microsoft and Xbox are, are sort of putting out is that half of the reason why they're buying Activision Blizzard is because of the mobile revenue, which mobile games make a lot of money. That they do. Candy Crush still makes a lot of money. Um, a lot of moms play that game. Yeah, like, it is... Moms and little, little kids. Like, you know, I feel like gamers, you know, sometimes kind of forget there is a huge casual audience that just plays, like, mobile games or, like, various things. Like, half of the reason why the Wii, you know, was a, such a big hit it was because it captured the casual gaming audience so hard. Oh, that it did. You know? <clears throat> and it's like, I feel like people in the gaming industry kind of forget that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, they want gaming to be, like, pure hardcore and, like, you know, like, fully, like, oh, we want these games. We want our game consoles to be strictly game consoles, all that shit, you know? I want something challenging. You know, like that kind of thing, right? But yeah. then it's like, people forget, like, there are so many people out there that just play on their phones and rack money out there because they don't care because it's like oh it's a mobile game like 99 cents whatever that's fine you know yeah no let's forget that one extra cent yeah and then you know that racks up and you get a shit ton of money from mobile games (laughs) yeah you know like how many people have made money how many companies have made money out of the gotcha games dude japan has nailed gotcha gaming so goddamn uh well like Here's the funniest. Here's like the funny thing I always uh, like to think about. Mm-hmm. When Nintendo started doing mobile gaming, yeah, right. When you look at all of the mobile games that Nintendo has published, the one game that has made more money. Because here's the thing: you got the Mario Kart game, you had the uh, Mario Run game that was actually like you buy like ten dollars. Yeah, you play it for free for a certain point, but then if you you know pay ten dollars, you get the full game, right? Yeah, one of those things that people were like. Oh, thank God, you know, mm-hmm. I can pay my money's worth kind of thing. Or if I want, I'll just play for free, you know. That thing didn't make a whole lot of money. No. Yeah. Uh, you had the Animal Crossing game, right? Like, those things, like Animal Crossing and Mario Kart, the, those mobile games made money. But the one game that made more money than all of them was the Fire Emblem mobile game. God damn, did that make money. Because it's a gotcha game, and it has all of the fucking, you know, it has all the waifus, the husbandos. They do so many different banners, and, uh, I mean, listen, I play the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty good free-to-play experience, because I don't think, I think the only time I spend money is with, like, uh, their, uh... I guess it's kind of like a battle pass kind of thing, but you get like a free character skin and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's it's like $10. It's not that bad. But I don't think I ever spend money to like get more items to summon because I'm I'm good at hoarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good at hoarding my materials. But point is that game is able to like make so much money because gacha mm-hmm. games make so much money. And you know, it's and it's kind of like one of those things I think to the back of my mind is like people diss the Fire Emblem franchise so much on Nintendo. It's like why, why do we, you know, why is Fire Emblem a thing? Like what, why do people keep putting emphasis? And it's like, well, there's your, there's your answer, man. There, there's the answer right there. Yeah, I've seen you play Fire Emblem Mobile so many times. I'm just like, God, whatever. Just, all right. Well, I mean, you know, and, and to be fair, it's a pretty fast experience. You know, I just play it maybe a couple minutes a day. You know. Yeah. I don't like devote all of my time into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I maybe spend, like, maybe 30 minutes to 40 minutes out of my day mm-hmm. messing with it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, like, um, just, just, just going back onto the, the main topic here, mm-hmm. is that wh- whether or not Microsoft, you know, goes for it or is allowed to, I don't think... And we're, sp- we're clearly speaking from, like, a very, you know, optimistic viewpoint, a very, like, hopeful viewpoint, right? Yeah. Uh, like, it's not going to go down like that. I don't think it's going to go down. Because, like, for most people who were, like, were hearing about the the, the fact that Xbox was, gonna, was buying out, you know, Blizzard and uh, Activision, was that, oh, they can finally clean up the fucking thing. Because, <laughs> like, Blizzard and Activision have been in a lot of hot water. Yeah, because you remember at the time, like, before the, Expo, uh, you know, Microsoft merger, Activision Blizzard was getting hit hard with so much, like, internal, like, 
conflicts and like sexual harassment stuff going on with uh, Blizzard. They had to change McCree's name. <laughs> you know, like it got that bad. Mm-hmm. And like Bobby Chapek, I think the you know the CEO of Activision. You know, like all that sort of crazy stuff. Yeah, like, he he tried to buy like the narrative, like literally try to buy the narrative. Yeah, like straight up, like trying like pay off like gaming publishers to like spin better stories for Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I think part of that was half the reason. Like you know what? Yeah, let's sell ourselves to Microsoft. You know, let's let's let me clean the slate. You know, let's yeah. hope that Microsoft cleans the slate of these guys. You know, gets mm-hmm. better people on, because that was sort of the idea. And now we have this sort of, uh, obviously, you know, PlayStation and Sony are like, that's too much of a monopoly. We have to stop that. I mean, literally comments from, well, supposedly comments mm. from the CEO of PlayStation being like, hey, I don't even want, I don't want to make a new deal. I want to just stop your merger, you mm-hmm. know, bar none. You know, I do not want this to go down. Yeah. Just, just the fact that like, you know, he, that's how he views it is kind of like, I wouldn't, not scummy. It's, it's not, not that low, but it's very much like, you know, almost anti-consumer, I would say. If I'm making any sense. Yeah. And it's, you know, and like we said, I think Microsoft has done sort of a good work with Xbox. We're trying to not make it anti-consumer with all these like, you know, mergers and buyouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. That, like, it would be crazy to me, actually, mm-hmm. to see Call of Duty go platform exclusive. Because it just doesn't make sense. No, no. <clears throat> those are one of the games I'm like, no, that should be for everyone. It's like if you made, like, what's what's, what's another good game that's, like... Battlefield. Battlefield. It's like if you made Battlefield exclusive only to, like, say, one system. Right? Yeah. Doesn't sound right. Yeah, there are so many. Like, it's like, it's like if Madden or FIFA were a console exclusive. Like, those are sports games that make money every year, mm. and you're limiting them to just one console. You that is that makes so little business sense. Yeah, especially considering how much money, you know, they make in just a year in just one release. Yeah, like. You could argue, like, well, it's to drive up your sales of your consoles. And it's like, well, if you own the software, you make way more money if you put it on everything. Why do you think uh, Epic has so much money? <laughs> yeah, why do you think Epic makes so much money off of freaking Fortnite and had their own little spat with Apple in terms of, like, hey, we want to make more money off of your uh, iPhones and iPads, Apple. And, like, no, 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 no. You cannot, t- you cannot have a, you know... You cannot bypass our uh, Apple Store uh, uh, fees, sir. Mm-hmm. So they had a whole fight. I forgot who won that. Or it, it, I'm pretty sure that's not going, actually. I'm going to look into that later. But, yeah, you know, that's sort of like... It's very clear that being multi-plat is inherently good because you're always making money from all the systems. Now, then you'll probably bring up the idea of, like, the whole, what's the point of exclusivity? I'm like, exclusivity works for some stuff, not with everything. Yeah, because, like, obviously there's a whole, like, as much as we sort of make fun of, like, the console wars not being kind of a thing anymore, Mm -hmm. like, there's still very much, like, a, you want that competition. Yeah. And I think that's what Sony is fearing, that you lose the competition if, you know, Call of Duty becomes uh, a Microsoft exclusive, because then it's like, well, you know. It's too much monopoly, that sort of stuff. Like you want there to be healthy competition between the two console, you know, mm-hmm. all these game makers, right? Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, because it fosters innovation, new ideas, like each one trying to outcompete each other for like, because there was that whole thing back in the eighties and nineties with uh, Nintendo and Sega, you know, constantly pushing out like consoles with better graphics, better hardware, all that stuff, because mm-hmm. they're like, we want to make. The definitive gaming console with cool games on it, and we're trying to beat the out the competition, and that's still kind of like there with PlayStation Xbox. It's just that now the selling point for getting a PlayStation is these sort of big narrative games like your your God of Wars, your Last of Us, your Spider Man's, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Xbox has been sort of going more of like 
look at all the games you can play on our Game Pass kind of thing, you know? Mm. Why don't, you know... Why Even some of our exclusives. Some of these exclusives, too. Yeah, you know, Halos and your whatevers, uh, your Forzas. Um, so, you know, that's sort of the main reason why you still need that exclusivity is to foster that competition. You just, you need to know when it works like, you know, when you need to do it and when you don't need to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, Xbox and Microsoft don't go that route. Because I'm, literally, it makes no sense for them to make Call of Duty exclusive to the Xbox. Or even worse, have it be multi-platform, but then intentionally gimp. Or, like, limit the PlayStation versions of those games just to sell your Xbox versions. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be multi-platform anyway, and you want the best uh, gaming experience, you're going to play on PC. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's PC still wins. Yeah, the PC, the PC still wins because if you're complaining about that, it's like, well, get a gaming PC, bro. Like, the, the gaming PC, like, elitists are, like, in like looking at this whole conflict on like like laying back on their chairs eating popcorn <laughs> seeing that argument from pl- the place it's like oh you fools if you want the best experience you just gotta get a 3090 xt gtx or whatever you know bro yeah, <laughs> yeah that's basically where they they'll stand on that too and they and like not this is not the dog on like pc and and you know no no obviously not I just... play whatever you feel like really yeah but it's like really much like it, it makes no sense as to why a company would do that right mm-hmm. you're hurting the brand yeah you would try you would do what you would as a company you would avoid trying to hurt your brand there are so many companies that will play it safe in order to make sure the brand is still well done look at disney <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like like they so they... many corporations want them mm-hmm. want themselves to be marketable to everybody that they will play it safe. Like they'll do stuff like maybe like support like some sort of movement going on, but it's only because they feel like it's gonna get the money out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, we're we're sounding very you know not you know, but but you know as a company you have to think about the brand and what's best and know when when you know. Want to cut ties at something negative, I would say, mm-hmm. and also to like support things that you know you should be supporting. Well, I mean, yeah, like I'm not, I don't think we're saying that we're anti corporation or anything radical like that, I guess. Yeah, but like you have to, un- like, you have to know that corporations want to play it safe mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they're in it to make money, mm-hmm. and if you're doing weird stuff or dumb stuff, that's going to lose you money. And to go back to the Blizzard thing, Blizzard and Activision uh, issues, how much did they lose? I mean, yeah, like when you think about all the uh, stuff that was happening in the corporate area and, you know, how they were treating their game developers. I mean, yeah, that loses a lot of confidence in people. Yeah. And how much, how much confidence did people get back into Activision Blizzard when, you know, the whole merger was announced, right? Because people, like I said, people were like, "Cool, maybe Microsoft can clean the slate, get these bad people out of here, get some responsible people, you know, in these jobs and making things better." Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, Sony um, and PlayStation are still very hesitant. Which here's the thing, at the, you know, it makes sense. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like shitting on them. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking crap about them. Yeah, no, like I think. At the end of the day, we have to acknowledge that, like, no, PlayStation and Sony do have a right to be worried mm-hmm. about this sort of deal. Because it could, because like we said earlier, in the same way so many people were concerned about Disney and Fox, you know, coming together. Yeah. How much it could hurt, you know. The film, you know, making industry and that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. They have every right to be concerned. The question is how they're the, the thing about it is how they've been going about it. Yeah, like their ways of trying to make it like their ways of, you know, showing evidence or rather like mm-hmm. this could potentially happen and it's like but would that happen though? <laughs> we're 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 going with a lot of good faith, yes. Yeah, but like at the same time, some of the points you're making here are a little too like 
dystopian, too far fetched. Mm-hmm. You know, too um, out of the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, I mean, we just have it's a wait and see game with this merger because, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. like it's still being reviewed by the FTC and all these other uh, trade commissions and stuff because they as well are wanting to make sure legally is this a monopoly and if so Mm -hmm. you know what do we have to do do we stop this do we let microsoft buy some of activision blizzard and have someone like have the rest essentially go on auction Mm -hmm. could you imagine that could you imagine like the ftc being like okay microsoft you can buy activision blizzard but you have to sell off call of duty no that'd be nuts to the highest better you know, and then Sony swoops in. That'd be kind of, that'd be so messed up. Like Sony's like we've like blocked we we didn't technically block the merger because Microsoft still bought Activision Blizzard, but they don't own Call of Duty. But now we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be so one eighty. They, they 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 would be the vultures. Yeah. In this story. Well, so well, yeah. Obviously, someone's gonna be the vultures at that point, right? Yeah. Imagine imagine if EA somehow randomly was oh, like. No. We're going to buy Call of Duty now. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> God damn it. Although I have heard comments yeah. from uh, people discussing, like, sort of, like, clowning on Sony and PlayStation, being like, oh, no, they're going to make Call of Duty exclusive. Whatever are we going to do? And PlayStation, uh, it's like, people are going like, PlayStation, you own Killzone. <laughs> you, why don't bring back Killzone? Or, you know, like, hey, get in a deal with EA to bring back Medal of Honor or something. Mm. <laughs> it's like very clear of like you know some people and there's already people being like well all right well okay if this does happen we can still foster competition bring back middle of honor bring back Killzone, bring back a lot of these other long forgotten fps games to compete with call of duty you know because call of duty killed all of them well yeah but now you have a perfect way of like you know Bringing them back. Bringing them back, right? Yeah. Competition. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I I think the point that we've been sort of talking about is that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of interesting discussions and debates when it comes to the uh, Activision, Blizzard, uh, Xbox, Mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft deal. And obviously Sony's uh, rightful concerns about it. However, from what at least we've, we've been hearing, it definitely seems kind of petty. It does, that which it is does. sad. It's sad, especially because you're your PlayStation. You're 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 the winners at this moment. Yeah, you're kind of the top dogs in the area, and it seems more like you're being petty and like thinking you're about to lose your top position, which I guess makes sense from like a corporate standpoint because mm-hmm. you want to be number one mm-hmm. when you're like in the in these sort of like hardware sales and all that stuff, right? Because that's you know you're making money. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the you know the way you're going about it, it just seems kind of petty. Yeah, especially with like the gaming landscape right now, because there's been a lot of games that are going multiplat and are sort of embracing stuff like crossplay, you know, and like you know crossplay with other consoles, PCs even. And remember too that like a good chunk of the reason why some of these games were crossplay. Because it's PlayStation, yeah. Like they're straight up like it's PlayStation. I think actually, I think wasn't it back in the day they said like there was actual fee you had to pay for that stuff. Yeah. Like, I do remember this kind of story, and that's half the reason why some a lot of these a lot of games didn't do crossplay, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until like you know people started being actively angry at Sony and being, hey, bro, what the heck? Let crossplay be a thing. That yeah, especially when like, like other companies were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and Sony was actively like no, and they. I think I remember the reasoning too was like, we don't want like, you know, kids on our systems interacting with, uh, potential like threats or whatever when it comes to that. And it's like, what kind of, <laughs> like, dude, we know the reason why you don't want to do it. It's because you want to sell more consoles. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a weird like, out of the box excuse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like. I guess Sony has had, like, Sony and PlayStation just have these weird, like, reasonings, but it's very clear, like, there's an actual reason, and there's a reason they, they're they saying, but the reason that they're saying is not a good reason. <laughs> it, it, it don't match, but... Yeah, it don't match. No, uh, 
And yeah, it's it's really um, yeah, it's very petty. Um, but I feel like this shouldn't really even be that much of a problem, um, especially now. But if there is, you know, people will speak up. Like I mean, look at um, like you said earlier with them talking about well, the whole crossway bullshit. Yeah. And then like, and even nowadays with like the whole um, was it kill the Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Yeah. They, they pushed that back after all the, the, the commotions and shit. Right, after being shown on the PlayStation State of Play thing? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a very interesting debate, you know? It's very much, again, it's a wait and see. And I think that's the you know the best thing to do, is to wait and see. Again, we're staying hopeful because, like, why wouldn't we be? Yeah, like, you want to be hopeful that everything sort of turns out well. Mm-hmm. Kind of things with these sort of big mergers. I mean, heck, like I like the Disney uh, Fox merger turned out pretty all right for the most part. I mean, yeah, you can still debate the ethics of like Disney owning a lot of these things, right? Like mm-hmm. Disney technically owns Alien and Predator and all this stuff now, but they've also been very hands off with some of that stuff too. I feel like. Yeah, have you seen Prey? Yeah, there's no way Disney had a hand in that. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's very clear that, like, all right, we'll let some of these other properties just sort of handle themselves out while we still, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, the big the big thing with the Disney Fox thing was that, oh, hey, Disney and their Marvel now has the Fantastic Four and X-Men movie rights back. We can have Fantastic Four and X-Men back. And that was, like, the big, like, sort of, like, thing out of all of it, like, that people were more concerned about. It's like... And, oh, cool! X Men and Fantastic Four can finally be in the MCU. This is gonna be freaking great. This is gonna be awesome, you know. And now it's a wait and see. Yeah, we we'll have to wait and see because you know, obviously, we need to see how they execute that. But yeah, you know, um, corporate mergers—they are complicated. They are crazy. Mm-hmm. And I am surprised we were able to talk about this for as long as we have. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It feels a lot longer than it feels like it should have been. I think there's just so much to talk about. Yeah. Theory. Even from people like us who aren't like that, um, I guess, connected into these sort of industries, right? Mm-hmm. Like just all the speculations and all the stuff that's been coming out is super interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know? And I guess it's uh, the best place to end this conversation, uh, this episode. I mean, yeah. Um, again, we are tr- we are trying to be hopeful in 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 a, in a world uh, where it's kind of hard to be that. Uh, but sh- guys, if you heard like what you heard, be sure to follow us on social media: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're most active on Instagram, where we find out, like to treat all the podcast sets we're officially a part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. You also find a link to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice, and. Be sure to like, to comment, subscribe there. And one more thing, we have a Patreon. It's there for support, you know, if you guys ever want to. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. Hopefully things work out the way they should, however they may be. And yeah, it's been me, boy, Eli. It's been me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.